Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, hits his right, gets to the 20. He's in the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks his hard tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Swings down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down. in post. And it's good. Click, click, boom! What's going on, people? This is your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew, and guys, I'm back to bring you guys another fun episode. So, listen. I was going through our YouTube page, right? And I was trying to figure out exactly how many videos we've done. And according to my calculations, it's somewhere between 2,100 and 3,500. That's a lot of videos, man. That is a lot of episodes of Nothing But Niners. So I want to thank everybody out there for hanging with me, for sticking with me. And shout out to all the day ones. I really, really appreciate you guys, man. Uh, shout out to everybody that's in the chat already. I see y'all in here turning up, man. I'm really, oh, man, look at y'all in here talking. Man, come on. Huh? Come on now. Come on now, DJ. You know what it is, man. Well, shout out to everybody that's out there. Let me run through these formalities really quick. Uh, and we're going to get to the show, okay? Uh, guys, if this is your first time here on the YouTube page, I sincerely appreciate everything that you guys have done for us. And if you like the show, please give it a thumbs up. Hit that like button, all right? Then subscribe. And after you subscribe, turn on those notifications so you know exactly when we're going live. Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Those three handles are nothing but nine. That's the number nine. Nothing but nine. E R. And then we also have Facebook and Twitch. Those handles are nothing but Niners. They're spelled all the way out. Make sure you guys give us a follow over there as well, okay? Uh, I would appreciate it, all right? Uh, and then, guys, if you have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for the shows, anything like that, head on over down there to the email, all right? NB9ERS at nothingbutniners.com. And then please, please, please don't be the last to join, guys. Head on over to patreon.com slash NB9ERS. S, all right, you got bonus episodes, you get to enjoy the games with us, all kinds of fun stuff is going on over there. Now, let me tell you guys about Patreon this week, okay? This week on Patreon, here's the challenge. In about four, five hours, I got to get up and head to the airport, all right? We'll be going, uh, going to uh, Mexico for about a week, and I don't know how things are going to go now i got a couple of things set up and in line already so hopefully everything goes really really smooth uh but i can't wait to see how it all works out man okay uh i do have wings on game day i, I see that over here okay i do have wings on game day still uh might not be buffalo wings or anything like that but i have some form of wings all right uh and, and it seems to be working but now marcus my new thing is uh i have these red sweatpants the Niners are undefeated when I've worn those sweatpants and a pair of sneakers, my, my Grant Hills. Uh, when I pop those bad boys on, the Niners can't lose. It's the craziest thing ever. So, you know, uh, I won't have them this week, all right? I won't I won't have them with me this week because while I'm in Cancun, uh, it is all shorts. Now, I will have a Niners jersey, all right? But I won't have any of the other stuff. I'm not wearing sweatpants in 80-degree weather. And I plan on being outside 90% of the time. So uh, we'll see how it goes, though, all right? We will see how it goes. Now, we got to get to this this game and, and start previewing everything. There's a lot going on. Um, a lot of people were, you know, really upset with the Dolphins, uh, talking junk. Some of the players were running off at the mouth. Um, 
Then you see some people walking some stuff back, you know? Let me see. There's, there's so much going on with the Niners. There's so much going on in the NFL. Uh, just some really, really ridiculous stuff, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to try not to talk about some of the stuff because it doesn't pertain to the Niners. So let's go here. Let's start with the 49ers injury update. All right, I'm going to do a screen share with you guys. Um, you know, we get the uh, – Matt Mayoko has the team's injury report today. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that with you guys in just a second here. All right, we're going to get uh, Matt Mayoko's tweet as he breaks down the entire injury report, and it is a lengthy one, okay? So let me uh, let me bust that bad boy up here real quick. All right. Oh, wrong one. Boom. There it is. All right. Hopefully you guys can see that there in the box. Hopefully there's nothing uh, over it. Looks like it's good. So I'm going to go ahead and read this thing to you. Uh, it says, 49er status report for today's practice via Kyle Shanahan. Uh, no practice today for running back Christian McCaffrey with a knee injury, running back Elijah Mitchell, knee. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Charles Aminahue, knee. Uh, no practice or limited was guard Spencer Burford with an ankle. All right. Uh, limited wide receiver Debo Samuel, quad. Defensive lineman, Eric Armstead. And then for whatever reason he's lifted here, Jimmy Garoppolo is full. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo was talking about uh, he was a little sore following the last game, but he said he was okay. Uh, I'm surprised that he's on the injury report here. Uh, but I do want to talk about something that I saw in this tweet. I know people are going to be asking questions about it. Why is Elijah Mitchell still listed on the injury report? Why isn't he just on IR? And, you know, he's out for six to eight weeks, they're saying. And so what we discussed was the 49ers aren't able to just pop anybody back and forth between um, back and forth between uh, IR and then taking them back off and going doing that over and over and over and over. Uh, you have to you only have a certain amount of designations that you can apply. And so if they put him on IR, odds are he is done for the year. All right. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so we'll we'll see how. <laughs> I'm not putting on them hot ass sweatpants out there in Cancun, man. I, that's, that's not happening. All right, but no, man. Um, the rest of this injury report doesn't really surprise me. Um, if I had to say that there was one surprise on here, it's the fact that or not on here, I should say, is um is left tackle Trent Williams. All right. Uh, normally he misses a day of practice because he gets the vet day, and I don't see his name on here anywhere. Uh, I thought he would be a healthy scratch from today's from today's practice, but he's not. So it's pretty cool uh, seeing who's out there, who's available for the 49ers. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to get to some of the smack talk stuff in a second, but uh, let me – let me that injury report is is a is a good one. I will say that that is a good injury report for the 49ers. Uh, obviously, you know we don't have Mitchell, we won't have Mitchell, but I've seen worse from the 49ers, so that's uh that's definitely not one that's going to trouble me too much. All right, um, let's talk about uh here. I got I got another one for you guys. All right, um. Here it is right here. I'm going to go over the uh, the Dolphins uh, injuries as well. All right. Now, what's what's weird about this is it's probably the biggest injury to the Dolphins, and they can't seem to find a way to commit to it or not commit to it. And I thought this was going to be very, very interesting. So the Dolphins are already without their right tackle, Okay. But word on the street is they don't know what they're going to do with their left tackle. All right. So check this out here. Hopefully you guys can see that clearly. All right. This is a tweet from um, Cameron. Oh, shit. Sorry. From Yeah, from Cameron Wolf. He says here, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel indicates left tackle uh, Teron Armstead, Peck, won't have surgery and hasn't been ruled out to play 
Sunday versus the 49ers. I'm told Armstead has been telling folks he's aiming to play this Sunday. Armstead does not uh, does have a remarkable ability to play through injuries. And this is a moment where I really, really wish uh, Tony was on here, Wayne was on here, because I fully want to know. I fully want to know uh, whether it's more beneficial for him to play or not play, right? It, like, so this is this is my thought process with it. I remember when I re, I remember when we had um, Trent Williams, you know, working his way back from injury. He was out there trying to, you know, really play through it. We get to the postseason, and boom, here comes Trent Williams, and he comes on later on. Fully admits, like I probably shouldn't have gone out there. Uh, McKivitz was doing just fine. I shouldn't have rushed back. He probably would have played better than I did at that time, right? And you know, it's like, come on now, like where, why, you know, like at what point are you doing too much as a player? At what point are you doing too much as a player? And that's, that's really what I'm curious about because if I'm him, I want to be out there, but if I'm the team, I want whoever's going to give us a better chance at winning. It's probably not a guy with one arm, especially going up against this 49ers defensive line. Okay. Now, Mike, the 49ers fan, I want him to play. I would love to see him out there trying to contain this defensive line. I'm not even just talking about Nick Bosa. There's other players that he's got to worry about. And I would love to see what he could do. I would love to see what he could do. I would love to see him out there. And I think he would be, I think he would fully be a liability for his team. So I'm like, yeah, let him go. Let him, come on, coach. Put him in, coach. Tag him in. Uh, high five him. Put them in. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to see. But we'll see what happens. The Dolphins have a couple more injuries that we need to discuss. So let me uh, let me go ahead and, and read their full list of injuries here. All right. Uh-oh. Before I do that, I think I got a guest down there. Did somebody pop in down there? Oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. Let's hit this two-man screen, y'all. Let's hit this two-man screen. Yo. Yo. You got out of work early today, huh? What, three minutes? <laughs> yeah, that's early, man. What's up? That's early, man. I like it, though. I like it, man. How you feeling, big dog? I'm fucking tired, bro. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> he says I'm, I'm fucking tired. Oh, shit. Like, oh, I'm not supposed to curse. Oh, shit, I curse. Oh, like, <laughs> it's okay, man. You're good, man. We're past the seven-minute mark. Listen, man, Um, really quick. What I was just discussing, I'm actually glad you chimed in when you did. I said I wish Tony or or um, Wayne was here. I was just discussing the fact that they haven't ruled out Teron Armstead. He's got this torn pec. Mike McDaniel says he doesn't need surgery right now. Um, they haven't ruled him out. I want you to give it to me from both sides, the 49ers' perspective, and what you would what, what they what should happen, uh, and the Dolphins' perspective. Do you think the Dolphins are a better team? Or in a better position if he's out there on game day with that bad arm. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know how he could possibly play, and you know, he's gonna get tested right off the bat with Bosa, so he, he's gonna have to use his arms and pushing. So, I honestly don't think he's playing. To be honest with you, and I know like people say, like you know, Justin Smith when he got hurt, he tore his, was it a no? He didn't tear his pec. He tore his bicep or tricep. Bicep. So that's different. Yeah. Um, but that's a tough injury for an offensive lineman because all you're doing is pushing, and that involves your pecs. So I don't think he plays at all. I mean, he didn't participate today from what I just read, read in the last five, ten minutes. Um, so, I mean, listen, it, it, the Niners side of it, let him play, and I think he's going to have a tough time. The Dolphins so side of it, your investment, I wouldn't let him play. Okay. Yeah, see, that, that's, that's, that's very much how I feel. And I said, hey, I hope they do let him play. It only benefits us, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go into the full Dolphins uh, injury report. I'll read it to you. You take a listen. I'm going to put you on mute while I read it. So that way you can hear it clearly. Uh, oh, he put himself on mute. Okay, Tony, I wasn't going to touch it. All right, my bad. All right. They have here uh, tackle to Ron Armstead. It says toe and peck did not participate today. Uh, running back Miles Gaskins. Um, shoulder and ankle did not participate. Linebacker Melvin Ingram, not injury related, vet rest day. 
did not participate. Now, if you guys remember, I said the same thing about our vet, Trent Williams. He usually has a vet day today. I thought it was interesting that he did not have a vet day today. At least that he didn't make any reports that I saw. I thought that was interesting. All right. Um, offensive lineman, Austin Jackson, ankle, did not participate. Linebacker, Jerome Baker, hip, limited in practice. Quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, with a knee injury, limited. Uh, defensive tackle, Raquan Davis, knee injury, limited. Uh, running back, Raheem Mostert, knee injury, limited. And then everybody else was full. Um, Tanner, Connor, uh, Carrion, Kosen, uh, Robert Jones, uh, Kadir, Kohu, and quarterback, Tua, Tagovailoa, Viola, whatever. Sorry, no disrespect. Tua, okay? Tony, anything on this list stand out to you at all, bro? I mean, Moster. I mean, was Jeff, did you say Jeff Wilson? I'm sorry, because it chopped for a minute. No, Jeff Wilson is not listed on the injury report this week at all. He got hurt in the game last week, and they took him out went to the locker room, but I think he came back. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know much about the Dolphins. I, you know, the big names, obviously, the Moster, the Armstead, the Jackson. Their two tackles are hurt, and the two tackles potentially could not be playing will not be playing this week. So I think that's a, a big issue. Uh, expect them to go to a quick game to try to neutralize our pass rush. But, I mean, other than that, I really don't know a lot about the Dolphins to really say, oh, wow, that's a big injury. Minus the two tackles. That's all I know because right. that's what I've been reading. Okay. Yeah, so the report is uh, once Armstead is ruled out officially, uh, they will be without both of their starting tackles and uh i think that's something that the 49ers will absolutely uh use to their benefit but you know i could be speaking from a bias i could be right maybe it's just me and tony maybe we just see things a little bit different than how the rest of the world or the league sees it so i'm scrolling through the timeline today and i come across this very very interesting tweet uh i'm gonna i'm gonna let you guys see it i'm gonna let you guys hear it and uh this tells me it's not just me. It's not just Tony. It's not just 49er fans that feel this way. They don't play this guy. I mean, if, if he's out there, oh, boy, that's all I can say. Here, check this out, guys. Let me turn the volume up. Make sure you guys can hear it. Turn the volume up. Funky Fresh, dressed to impress, ready to party. Yeah, you think? I mean, not only are you the two best teams, you got the Mike McDaniel factor. You've got this. Well, these are actually just two dominant type of football teams and what they do, the Dolphins offensively, the Niners defensively. But the Dolphins offense is going to be likely without their starting offensive tackles on both sides of the offensive line of scrimmage. That's not good when you're playing this defensive front. And Nick Bosa and Samson Ebukam, Eric Armstead could be coming back from injury this week. And then you've got those linebackers, the 49ers, to deal with. As Andrew mentioned, as we all know, the Niners have not given up any points in the second halves of their last four games, all of them victories. But look at some of these numbers that the Niners also have put up. They have not allowed in their victories more than 16 points in any game. They've allowed 71 total points in their seven victories. Okay, when they dial it up, they are dominant. So this defense, Tua and that passing game, it is going to have to be quicker than ever without those offensive tackles. Because, again, you know Bosa and Ebukam and those guys are ready to turn up some hot sauce. What are your thoughts on what Steve Weiss was saying there? That's an unbiased opinion. He's not a 49ers fan. He doesn't cover the Niners. He works for NFL Network, man. Uh, I Why on earth would they even risk putting him out there? I mean, either way, they're in trouble, right? I mean, yeah, I don't think their offensive line is that great anyway. I, I read somewhere that they were ranked in the lower half of the league in, in, in uh, production for pass blocking and run blocking. So, I mean, again, that, that was just me skimming through uh, Twitter when I had a break today. But I, I don't think they're that great of an offensive line. And that's with the two healthy – that's with the two tackles healthy and playing. So now you're getting those two guys out. And then you're bringing your next two up. And honestly, I'm telling you right now, whatever Bosa's, whatever side Bosa's on, there's going to be a tight end. They're going to double-team Bosa. They're going to chip Bosa. They're gonna put, I, I honestly think it's going to be the tackle, the tight end, and a back coming out of the backfield chipping him. 
that's how I think worried I think Mike McDaniel is of Bosa because he even said it. He goes, Nick Bosa, you know, in one of his pressers, he was like talking up Nick Bosa. And I understand as an opposing coach, you're supposed to do that, give credit where it's due. But this guy was part of the staff last year, and he knows what Bosa's ability is. But on the flip side, he also might know what Bosa's uh, weakness could be, if there's any. So it's going to be interesting. All right, that's gonna that's a really good transition. Let's talk about this upcoming game, man. Uh, the Dolphins and the 49ers. These are two teams that match up well on paper, at least. You know, um, stylistically, I think I think you know with the schemes and all that, I think it favors the Niners, but I could be wrong there. You know, I'm not I'm not 100 sure. Uh, but you know, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. Uh, but before we do, I do want to get to the trash talking aspect of this week, and then we'll, we'll get to the you know offense versus defense and vice versa and all. Um, I want you to hear some of the tweets that went around uh, when this all started. So uh, this this guy writes an article, and he purposely misquotes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to read it. So let me let me just read it here. All right. So let's uh, let's blow this bad boy up here. Hopefully you guys can see that there. Let me make sure. All right. So this one here, David Bonilla. He writes this article, but he puts this quote in there and, and it's very, very misleading. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson say, Dolphins have more talent than 49ers, a quarterback who can actually sling it. All right. Um, now that goes out. Twitter reacts and goes into an uproar. Raheem Mostert defends himself right away. What? clickbait not once did i dog jimmy g in my interview did i praise our qb1 hell yeah i did but i also threw out compliments to my former quarterback but hey let's leave that part out now raheem moster says that then we got our man debo he says raheem be real with yourself with the two laughing emojis like bro you know what it is over here already you know how we get down you know how we give it up you've been in this locker room like what are you talking about and I like that. I was looking for the sauce. And then you got somebody on defense, Charles O'Minahue. Someone thinking they're going to run crazy on our defense is funny. These guys are fired up. These players, I'm not going to say they're taking it personal. First of all, when you're friends with people, I think that's more of a reason to talk a little bit of shit, right? When you when you play when you play on the opposite side of some of your buddies or whatever, I think it's easier to talk junk and all that. People might take it the wrong way because they don't understand the relationship. But Tony, you tell me. You've played in some competitive sports. You've played, you've played, you know, anything, right? Any anyone that you know, uh, is, are you more likely to talk junk during the competition, or are you more likely to just, you know, keep it calm and stay quiet? I well, when I played in high school, our coach was very old school. Um, he was the type of guy that says would say, "Don't say a word, and you let your pads do the talking." And that's the way that was what was like embedded in my head for four years of uh, well, three years of high school. It was the same shit every week. We had a guy that used to work for uh, NJ.com or the one of the, one of the papers at the time when I was in high school. His name was Art Stapleton. He actually covers the Giants right now for in uh, New Jersey. I think maybe for the Star Ledger or something. I'm not 100 percent sure, but. He was the type of guy that would poke in pride. Like, if we were playing, like, a rival, like it was, like, Passaic, if we were playing Bergen Catholic, we he would poke in pride at us and try to get us to talk and try us to get material. And he would and he would do it the same with Bergen. And I was actually recruited by Bergen to go to there and play high school football. And I know that guy uh, at the time, Fred Stengel, was the coach of Bergen Catholic. And I know him. He's a no-nonsense old-school guy, too. You keep your mouth shut. You don't put no bulletin board material up. You get on the field and you let your pads do the talking. So when we played Bergen, he, Stapleton would come to us and talk to us. And as and being a team captain, like, you know, he would come to the captains and try to get shit out of us. We were just like, you know, like, yeah, one word answers. So I'm more of that, like, mentality. Um, but some people don't give a shit. You want to talk, talk. But... In my head, if you're going to talk, you better back it up on the field because all that shit is on Twitter and, you know, everyone's got their quote-unquote receipts. So it's going to come back to bite you. So if you're going to talk that shit, 
get ready. Get ready on the field to prove it because the other team's coming for you. And that, that's how I feel about it. Listen to Tony using that Generation Z lingo, receipts. I hear you, man. But no, but so I get that part, right? And that, that's when you're competitive against another team and all that. But what about talking with your buddies when you're against your buddies? Because Debo and Mostert, they're friends, right? Uh, Raheem yeah. Mostert recently went on KMBR, did a whole interview, and I listened to it. He said, guys, listen, man, like, I'm cool with Jimmy. Like, I was in his brother's wedding. Like, I, you know, his wife, uh, his brother's wife and my wife are friends. Like, he's very cool with Jimmy Garoppolo and his family. So he wanted to make it clear, like, it's no static like that. Like, I would never do that with Jimmy. So it was, you know, one little snippet taken from one spot, reused or misused, and and then they cut it and clipped it and put it together, like the, the words. Uh, but how were you when you competed against your buddies, against your friends? Oh, we would talk shit to each other, but, like, it, there was no social media back then. It wasn't like this. Like, you know what I'm saying? We would be out. We would see each other. Like, we were playing the next town over, like nothing. Or we would play Bloomfield, or we would play Passate. If we were out, we would talk shit to each other, like you know, you know, whatever. But you know, fr people had friends in other schools. Who was dating another girl from another school, or another guy from another school that was on the football team? So it, it was. It, it's not like it was today. Like I'm an old fart, so there was no social media back then. You know what I'm saying? So it's tough to say. But today, I, I don't know. Maybe the kids do talk. Maybe they go on their little tweet tweets and their Facebooks and their Instagram and do a TikTok or something like that. Like we, I didn't have that as a kid, so well, it wasn't that era. MySpace was just starting. Damn, I just revealed my age. I want. I did want to tell you this though. Old farts don't stink anymore. Just want to put that out there. Just want to put that out there. The worst is over. All right. Um, all right. So. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so, 49ers versus Dolphins, man. Um, there's, there's a couple of things that we should go over. How do you think this offense, our 49ers offense, right, going to match up against the Dolphins' defense? Who are some of the players that you're worried about on the Dolphins' defense inside the ball? I think they have a pretty a solid pass rush up front. They're a bunch of high-motor guys. Uh Baker, I think his name, the linebacker, he's a sideline to sideline guy. Um, I like him. I liked him coming out of the, out of the process, the draft process. But, I mean, I really don't know much. I know they got uh, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones as their corners. Uh, the kid Holland, I think, is their uh, free safety or strong safety. So there, there is some talent on that defense, but I just think it comes down to the coach. And believe me, I think Mike McDaniel is working – with their defensive coordinator, which I don't know who it is, but, um, you know, helping them to come up with a game uh, a game plan and a scheme for the 49ers offense. And, you know, what to look for, tendencies, motions, uh, Trent, Trent Williams tipping off with his uh, foot placement, stuff like that. That's a joke. Um, I know, I know. But, listen, it, it comes down to this, right? A good teacher will never teach his student enough to beat him. You have to remember that. If you look at the success rate of Kyle Shanahan versus all his previous assistants, he has a significant edge in winning versus all those guys, McVay, LaFleur. Uh, so Mike McDaniel is a very knowledgeable guy. I'm not discrediting him at all. As a matter of fact, he's been the longest with Kyle through Kyle's coaching career and his coaching career. But I just think Kyle has things up his sleeve that, you know, he really didn't share with everybody. Or he could be creating new things on the run, give new looks and new, um, you know, new formations, new alignments, and try to catch Mike McDaniel off guard. But I, I just feel that the Niners have a ton of talent on offense. Um, the offensive line – up until last week, I think the Saints had a hell of a – their defensive line gave them – the Niners offensive line um, a run for their money. I just think the Niners are really talented, and it's going to come down to Kyle with his coaching and, you know, digging in that bag a little further, a little bit further than what Mike McDaniel really knows. Yeah. 
Now, last time I checked, the 49ers were four-point favorites. Uh, now, prior to uh, the, the game, uh, the Niners were four-and-a-half-point favorites. They did go down uh, a half a point, but I don't think that's that big of a deal. I think when they saw the off offense struggle a little bit against the Saints, they kind of got a little nervous. But let me ask you this, Tony. You had to say which defense has been playing better this season. Would you say the Dolphins or the Saints? I think, well, the Saints just got healthy last week for the majority, for the most part of it. They had a lot of players, Cam Jordan, Davenport. So you really didn't get that look. But I will tell you, Miami has a very, they have two edge rushes. I totally forgot about this. It just popped in my head. They got Bradley Chubb. And Bradley Chubb, and you compare you, you pair him with that Phillips kid that I was super high on coming out of the University of Miami. Those guys are gonna give McGlinchey and and Trent some go. Some you know they're 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 gonna be working, man. They're they're gonna be earning it this week. And I expect Kyle, you know, of course, we're gonna have to help out McGlinchey a little bit. But you know, I think they're gonna give him a run for money. I swear to God, I totally forgot they traded for Bradley Chubb. Okay. A little bit more worried now, huh? Okay, I like that. I like uh, that, man. It's not that I'm worried. I, I just think it opposes something where Kyle has to adjust and, and potentially restructure or rework something or tinker with something to protect to, to potentially assist McGlinchey. Because those two guys, I don't care who it is, they will give McGlinchey fits. Chubb with his power and Phillips with his athleticism and speed off the edge. I, I That's just the way I feel. I think it's going to be a tough day for McClenchy. I think Trent can handle himself, but I think they're going to go at McClenchy. Every time people say McClenchy's going to have a rough day, he has one of his better games. They said the same thing against Khalil Mack. McClenchy did just fine. I, I don't remember complaining about McClenchy last week much. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. I feel like the bigger the task, the better McGlinchey does. It seems like he gets stuck with like blitzes and, and secondary people, you know what I mean? Or some linebacker catching him off guard or safety. I feel like that's where he, he tends to struggle. But when he's head-to-head -head with a, a good pass rusher, he really seems to anchor down well and, and, and hold his own. But I could be wrong. I, I do have a Mike McGlinchey bias, so I'm well aware of that. I just I, I haven't seen him really struggle against a good pass rusher. Like, can you think of the last time he got whooped by a good pass rusher? I mean, it's not technically always getting whooped, right? It's it's the brain, it's the mental breakdowns. Like, there was a play last week. He got to his kick step. He literally watched the guy run right around him, and he just stood there. Like, you can't have those mental breakdowns at this point in your career with the San Francisco 49ers. Are you talking and about the guy that went inside to the guard, and then he no he he, he went to his right. Like McGlinchey, he took an inside setup and kick step back, and he was looking. He looked right, left, and then the guy went right around him. McGlinchey was still standing there looking for someone to block. I don't know if it was because when he turned his head, he lost track of him. I don't know. But listen, McGlinchey does play well at times, but it's the times where he struggles that it's such a negative impact for this offense. Whether it's a holding call, whether it's a false start, whether it's a missed assignment, whether whether it's he's getting bull rushed and thrown on his back, it, it's always something, and that's my issue with it. Like you know, you're in a contract year, you're looking to get paid. You know, you're in year five. You know, year six. No, year five. You're in year five of an NFL player in the same system. You should not be having those issues. Now, is he locked in? Is he dialed in? I don't know. Is his mind on other things? I don't know. But that has to come to a stop because it's a consistent issue week in and week out. Granted, it's not for the whole game, but it's at key points. And until he corrects this, he's going to have a bullseye on his back, in my opinion. Oh, this is only his fourth year. No, it should be his fifth year. They picked his fifth year option up. His, his contract's fully guaranteed this year. Because their first round picks are four and one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. 
Yep, you're right. Uh, Jashawn Page gives us a super chat. First one of the night. He says here, what up, Niner gang? Just remember, 49ers have a hard time containing mobile quarterbacks. I want more, I want to see more stats. Um, we, haven't, we haven't played a ton of mobile quarterbacks this year. Um, Justin Fields. I mean, have we what what mobile quarterbacks have we struggled against this year? Well, I mean, if you're if you're labeling a mobile quarterback, that's like a Kyler Murray, but like the Colt McCoys, the Andy Daltons, they show that they can make extend plays and make plays with their legs, whether it's like a uh, five Marcus yard Mariota. pickup. Mariota, Mark Mariota, like there there are quarterbacks that we have faced that did extend plays with their legs. So I guess that's what he could be talking about. But, like, in my honest opinion, I think Tua was 100% instructed, you do not leave that pocket unless there's nowhere around you because I think he is one hit away from having, you know, a problem. I hope to God it never happens, but I think they, they're trying to mold him to be a true pocket passer. And if it's not there, you throw it away and you live to play another down. But if you're concerned about the pass rush and the, the lower totals in the sack production or in the sack column, you got to look at the you got to look at what the opposing teams are doing to to Nick Bosa, chipping, double teaming, running away from him, um, crackback blocks. It's happening. You have to take that to accountability because I don't think there's any offensive coordinator that's going to face the 49ers and and they're going to say, all right, right tackle, left tackle. Mano Imano, you versus Nick Bosa. Man up. It's not going to happen because it's not going to be a favorable matchup. So right. they are scheming Nick Bosa out of the game, whether it's screen passes, jet sweeps, um, quick passes, getting the ball out under two seconds or two and a half seconds, bang, bang plays to get him out of his rhythm or to prevent him from getting to that quarterback to get that pressure or sack or uh, pass deflection. No, I see people naming names in the chat, but we didn't struggle against any of these quarterbacks except Mariota and Mahomes. Like, and Mariota didn't. I mean, Mahomes didn't really do it with his legs. I mean, he he got a couple, but Mahomes he didn't had that two. one huge play. Not Mahomes. Uh, Mariota had that one huge play in that third and twelve, which was like the backbreaker in that game. Right. Because I yeah. think they were about to take over that game when he picked that up. That was kind of like the bang. Right. I mean, he he did finish the game with over fifty yards rushing, but they listed they listed Russell Wilson. We didn't struggle against Russell Wilson at all. Geno Smith, we didn't struggle against Mariota. All right, we just talked about that. Mahomes beat us with his arm, and Herbert didn't do shit against us either. Like those are quarterbacks that we played. But none of them did we struggle against. I don't. We, we didn't struggle against any of those guys. Except, I mean, like, I you, said, I, like there were a couple plays where I think Mahomes ran for a first down. But it was like, you know, a coverage. Like, everyone was covered downfield. They had nothing. Obviously, they were in man coverage, so the area was vacated. So he took it and picked up on his own. That's what every every quarterback's supposed to do, right? right. That's what you, right. you, you use your legs. You, you extend the play or you pick up whatever you need to pick up to keep the chains moving or get the first down, whatever it may be. Yeah. Now, if you're talking about a quarterback that drops back eight yards and then starts running in circles and then takes off down the field, perfect example, Kyler Murray – for example, um, uh, uh, Jackson from uh, Baltimore, uh, you know, true running quarterbacks. That is a different issue. Yes, right. we do struggle versus that, but if your coverage is good downfield and your pass rush isn't getting home, you're going to get that. Any quarterback could get that. Jimmy Garoppolo done it a couple times. So. Right. I don't understand what the issue is. It sucks. Yes, it gets mad, but if it's third and thirteen and you're a man, if it's third and seven, you're in man coverage, and they run all go routes. There's going to be sections of the field that are open. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I agree with that. I just don't. I don't know. I guess I think I think the days of like a quarterback running and like really controlling a game against the Niners. I think those days are over. Uh, we haven't really had that issue with D'Amico Ryan's. I think that was more of a Robert Sala thing, um, not not so much D'Amico. D'Amico seems to make really good adjustments against guys like that. So, um, 
it's it's all good. Um, and Demarcus says, "True, we didn't struggle. I misunderstood. Thought you were asking for what QBs we played that are mobile." Yeah. All right. So cool. Um, this uh, this offense, Tony, our Forty ers offense. We talked about you know what we got to look for, a couple of players and, and and things like that on the defense. Um, this offense right now, you know, on and going against their defense, we're a little banged up. I know people don't want to admit it. They, they see all the names, they see all the firepower, and these guys might be active. But what are you expecting from a guy like Christian McCaffrey and a guy like Debo Samuel? Let's start with those two guys because Debo's nursing his hamstring. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey has this knee injury, and those two guys are very, very important and critical to the success of the 49ers offense. Uh, are you concerned about those guys and their usage, or do you think Kyle comes up with something else with they more decoys this week? I think, I think it's both. Mike, just give me one second. I was going to pay this whole. All right. So while he's doing that, you know, uh, I'm I'm not. I haven't decided how I feel yet. I think I need to hear one more practice report. You know, um, I saw a lot of McCaffrey on the sideline. They kept zooming in on his knee. He had some this different type type of a uh, brace and restraint on his knee. Uh, but I noticed that he was standing with his helmet on, hands like just looking like if they call my name, I'm going in. You know, uh, I, I haven't decided if I'm overly concerned with him. He was limited in practice, um, but he did practice. And then Debo, same thing, this hamstring. And for Debo to tweet out what he did, like Raheem, be real with yourself. Uh, you, I don't think you're typing that kind of shit if, you don't, if you're going to be on the sideline, bro. And I know that he's not going to go up against Raheem Mostert. Let me be clear. But you can't talk that kind of shit and be on the sideline. You're setting your your – your teammates up for failure. So I'm assuming that Debo is going to be a full go and won't be too restricted. All right, I'm sorry. I'm back. Um, what was it? You wanted to know You're about the running back situation? Well, no, I want to know about specifically Debo and McCaffrey. What are you, what are you expecting from them as far as usage goes? Or do you think they're going to be limited? you think they're going to be like decoys? I, I think they're going to... I think they're going to um, – I don't know. Like, I don't know what McCaffrey's issue is. Like, they're saying it's in, in, uh, irritation. Uh, he he went back in the game after they reported it when they showed the picture of him on the sideline with the – it looks like he had a, a band around his knee. Um, right, yeah. And he, he ran the ball. He didn't show any, like, favoritism or, like, you know uh, – hindrance to his knee or that side of his body so I, I don't know exactly what it is but then again let's flip it back to we made the trade some people like you know that that was a concern his injury history so you know is it wear and tear we don't know but i don't think it's serious um as far as the people saying we should have never trade for traded jeff wilson i'm over that all right jeff wilson is no more a 49er he was not in the team's future going forward. You made the trade for McCaffrey. You invested in these two rookies. Let these guys develop. Let them get some run. Let them develop and let's see what they have. So getting back to McCaffrey and Debo, I think you're going to see a heavy dose of either – I think both of them are going to be up, TDP and, and Mason. The only concern I have about Mason is I see Mason as more of a power runner in between the tackles. I don't. I haven't seen Mason really go outside zone, inside zone where it's pretty, pretty much timing. I want to see that more of him. Of course, he gets the nod because of the special teams value, but I think McCaffrey could potentially be a little bit of a decoy this week, or if okay. he's gonna, it could be on the outside, or if he is used, it's going to be in the passing game. Um, let TDP get the carry the rock in between the tackles. Let Mason run the rock a little bit. As far as Debo, I'm not 100% sure because Debo got hurt, but then he came back into the game. So I don't know where he's at as well. So do I think they're both going to be decoys? No. I actually think if Debo is healthy, I think you could see him run the ball a couple more times this week. Then in past, I think you're going to see a full, like, offensive assault versus Miami. I think you're going to see things we have not seen. 
I think Kyle wants to win this game. And whether they're decoys or they're playing, it is a little concerning because of the unknown. But if it was serious, the Niners would have said it. Like, you know, flat out. He, they would not have been on the field today because McCaffrey was on the field, if I'm correct, right? right. Yep. He was alleged. Yeah, but he participated. So did Debo participate? Yes. Yeah, so I don't think it's as big me, of an issue. Let me uh, let me read you the 49ers injury report. I think I did that before you joined. So uh, the 49ers injury report today. Oh, wait, no practice. Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell and Aminahu. My apologies. They did not practice today. Uh, limited was Spencer Burford. And limited was Debo Samuel and Eric Armstead. I apologize. My bad. I, Christian McCaffrey did not practice today. Someone tweeted he was on the field with a helmet. Uh, maybe he I, was on the sideline doing things, but I think Lombardi tweeted it. Here, I'll I'll do a search real quick. Let me see what I can find. All right. But I mean, listen, I think it's more precautionary right now with with uh, McCaffrey. I don't think I don't think it's really time to start ringing the alarms. Like, I don't think it's anything to that magnitude. And again, I want to see these kids develop. I want to see what they have. And just from what I saw last week with Mason, how he finished that game, it's impressive. And now Kyle put that on tape. I don't think Kyle has an excuse anymore at the goal line. They got to put this kid in because now the team see it. I still think this kid could bust through that line and get, get into the end zone. He's just that physical of a runner. He's more physical than TDP. I think TDP is more of the uh, potential zone guy, inside, outside. But, like, we'll see. So we'll see what Kyle has. This is what uh, Lombardi tweeted. He tweeted two different tweets an hour apart. The first one uh, that he tweeted said, saw Christian McCaffrey in the 49ers locker room wearing a jersey and walking around without issue. Fact, McCaffrey had his jersey on, suggests that he was preparing to take part in today's walkthrough. He's already been ruled out of practice, which is a positive sign for San Francisco. Then an hour later, he says Christian McCaffrey was indeed out at walkthrough. Uh, now, he doesn't specify what he means by out. Like yeah. out on the field or out not participating. Then he says uh, even had his helmet on. He came off the field as the 49ers were starting practice, but indeed a good sign. So. Yeah, he was out there working out and things like that, but he didn't take part in practice. So that, uh, yeah. So it was, it's, it, I guess it's misleading with the whole, he was indeed out at walkthrough, but he was out there prior to the walkthrough. And then when they started that part of the practice, he left. All right. All right. Now we got to flip this thing around, man. Um, the 49ers uh, defense against this Miami offense. You got to tell me what you're most worried about, and please don't say, oh, Tyreek Hill's speed. Uh, I'm honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I'm worried it, about. Okay, I, is that is that all you're worried about is Tyreek Hill's speed? No, nah, because I think Waddle's just as dangerous as Tyreek Hill. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like that. Uh, Good answer. I think it's a one-two punch. I think the Niners are going to try to scheme up something to try to not eliminate, but to try to control or try to, um, what's the word, tame or whatever. Try to control Tyreek Hill. Uh, expect, for the, expect the Dolphins to take deep shots early. I think they come out swinging. I, I really do. I think and maybe – he runs an outside zone, pulls it back, and the next play he's dialing it up downfield. Do you, think we see, you think we see a lot of man defense this week because the Dolphins players are just too fast for zone? Like they'll run through all the zones and then you're leaving safeties, you know, stuck in the position. Like how do you, how do you think it plays out? Uh, I don't know. I think they're going to try him in zone first. I think early downs, I think you're going to see zones – uh, on third down situations, I think you'll see them come up and play man. But here's the key factor, right? If it's quick game, that alleviates the pass rush. So you almost have to go to a zone because you can't cover that type of those two type of players 
with their speed for long for extended amount of times. So they're gonna have to go zone, in my opinion. Um, a situation where the, the defensive line is doing their thing and applying pre- pre- pressure consistently, I think you you could see. Uh-oh. And try to jam these guys off the line of scrimmage. Don't give them a free release. You broke up. You said you think I'm we sorry. could do I think, I think if the defensive line could get home and apply pressure, not just get sacks, but get back there and get him off his comfort zone, I think you could see them try to get go man and try to reroute these guys off the line of scrimmage, meaning don't give them free releases and let them just hit top speed right off the line. Yeah. Because that's when you have a problem. Um, people are talking about, you know, the Niners and their four games of, you know, no points in the second half. Uh, I want to let people know about the Dolphins' last four games also. They have scored over 30 points in their last four games. So I think we got to be mindful of that. You know, uh, 31 against the Lions, uh, 35 against the Bears, 39 against the Browns, and 30 against the Texans. You know, so... I know, I know that we like to sit here and pat ourselves on the back and talk about that, but uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Now, the crazy thing is the over-under for this game is only like 46 points. I would think it would be more than that with the Dolphins scoring as much as they have been. And the Niners are four-point favorites. Something's not adding up here, Tony. What am I not seeing? Have they been playing just really bad defenses? Like, How, how do you think this breaks down? I, 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 in my opinion, I don't think the Dolphins have faced the defense at the caliber of the 49ers. I mean, those three teams you just rattled off, Cleveland, Chicago, and who was the last one? It was uh, Cleveland, I'm sorry, Cleveland, Chicago, uh, uh, Detroit, and Houston. All right, so do any of those defenses scare you or jump off the page and say, wow, Wow, they did that versus that defense. I, in my personal opinion, I don't think so. I think right. Detroit is a blue-collar team that's going to fight you to the final whistle. Uh, Lovey Smith is a good defensive coach, but he doesn't have the talent that he had in previous stops. Um, Joe Woods, he has talented pass rushers, but for some reason, something's off with that defense. It's not clicking. Um, who's the other guy? I forgot what the other one was, but. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, from front to back, I think the, the, the Niners have probably one of the best defenses in the league, talent-wise and production-wise. I think this is going to be a very, very, very tough week for Tom I think Mike McDaniel's going to try to attack him and put him in a position where he's got to make a split decision. It's funny. Uh, it's funny you say that, man. He's the one player I'm worried about in this defense this week. Uh, I, I'm really worried about Huff. In this game, but one misses a lot of tackles, and so this is a team you can't afford to miss too many tackles on. Raheem Mostert's got the speed. Jeff Wilson Jr.'s out there with something to prove. You talked about the speed of Waddle and the speed of uh, Terry Kill. You miss a tackle, they might be taking that shit to the house. Yeah. No, I hear you. Listen, I, I believe me. I know what you're saying. I, I just feel like th- this game right here is a, is a trap game for Vegas. Vegas has a low line. Because if you think about it, the home team gets three points right off the bat. So they're saying there's a really one-point favorite over the Dolphins. So that's not much. And the, the over-under is very low. And I think Vegas wants you to buy. Vegas wants you to bet the Niners and the over, which I don't think is going to happen. I think it could be a low-scoring game. I think this defense can absolutely – I think they can make them one-dimensional, in my opinion. I, if they could control Tyreek Hill, I, I think it could be a low-scoring game. I do. That's how good I think the 49 Check defense Maybe it's low-scoring because of the weather. Uh, there is a 70% chance of rain in Santa uh, Clara yeah. on Sunday. This fucking rain with this team. I swear to God. You're in Mexico. Uh, what do you want me to tell you, bro? I'm just telling you like that. That's what it is, man. And uh, the temperature ain't gonna be all that either. It's a high of 57 right now. So you gotta look at this, right? Weather conditions. They're flying cross country. 
They're going to be jet lagged. There's a lot to take into this consider- consideration when you try to analyze this game and break it down and try to project the winner, right? Yeah. You know, slick turf, favorable for the defense. You know, does the speed – will the speed show up in this type of, of, of track conditions? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, field conditions. So – you know, it's tough. It's really tough predicament. But, I mean, they're two very talented teams. Both coaches know each other. I just think the one favorite, the one thing that's leaning towards the 49ers uh, as the favorite in this to win it is the defensive coordinator doesn't know Kyle. And I know Mike McDaniel can work with him as much as he could, but this defensive coordinator does not know Kyle, the way D'Amico is going to know what to expect from McDaniel. Yeah. Dan, I'm trying yeah. to say there's no, a I gap there. Yeah. Now, my thing is this. All right. So let's say it's raining. Let's say it's cold. Like you said, they got to come across. <clears throat> That's going to kind of neutralize some of that speed and the throwing that they're going to do with the ball, right? Yeah. You got Raheem Mostert, who was a – I, I wouldn't even say a one cut. He's just a one directional runner. If he if he gets that hole, he's gone. He's that an speed, outside zone guy. Right. That speed, I think, gets a little neutralized. Um, you got Jeff Wilson Jr. I think he's built to run in this kind of game. But that's all they have. You got uh, Gaskins, who's injured or out. I don't even know if he's going to play. Then you look at the Niners running backs. I know about the McCaffrey knee injury. But you look at a guy like Hasty. I mean, damn it. I keep calling him hasty. Uh, you look Mason. at a guy like Mason, and you look at a guy like TDP, and even if they call up Coleman, those three guys I think are more built for a rain, a running in the rain type of game. Could that be it? And then the Niners' offense is short passes, so the, the, the rain doesn't really affect them as much because they're not going deep anyway. You get your possession guys close to the line of scrimmage. Does that all favor the 49ers? It could. It could. I mean, every point you're making, I mean, pretty much seems like it does. But, I mean, listen, it's going to be a hell of a game. This is the game I wish was really, like, flexed, but it wasn't. So, it, oh, it's come just. Come on, man. Do you want to see the Cowboys and Colts? Cut it out. What the hell? I ain't watching that shit. Garbage. Um, what the hell was I going to say? I forgot. Um. I well, I was yeah. I was just asking you if it, if it favors the Niners, this weather and all that. Is it something that's uh, in favor of this team and their, and their offensive style? Well, slick conditions always favors the offense, always on both sides of the ball. Like even versus, you know what I'm saying? Even versus, brand, uh, even uh, when the Dolphins have the ball versus the Niners defense, there's always a slight edge in wet conditions because they know where they're going, you don't know where they're going. So. I mean, if you're talking about the fear of speed, now that we know that there's a 70% chance of rain, does that slow the speed down? So now you're coming down more to an even level. And I just want to say this, right? And, and I'm not trying to pat the 49ers on the back or I'm not trying to discredit um, Mostert or Jeff Wilson Jr. But they both have had their success in the same system. All right? So... That tells me they're, they're, they're products of the system. But I will tell you this. Neither of these guys have faced a linebacker core as fast as the 49ers. That can mm. cover as as the 49ers. So, I want to see. And I'm not knocking them. And I'm not saying, no, they suck. They're going to be garbage. No. He could come out and have a monster game, right? He He could. But I'm just saying, he's not going to be running as free as he was when we saw him rip off those big runs when he was a part of the 49ers because that Packer defense, their linebackers were slow. It was Blake Martinez, right? They're not fast guys. The Niners right. linebacking core is one of the, if not the fastest linebacking core in the league. So the sideline, the sideline, the the lateral shit, it might not run versus this defense. So they got to see. And, you know, Seal block your your right tackle if you're running to the right, that's a huge block for that right tackle. And now you're talking about potentially not having your top two starters. I, I mean, again, I'm not bashing, I'm not saying they suck, I'm not discrediting them. 
I'm just saying they, the speed of the 49ers at the second level of this defense is very rare in the NFL, and it's not a common thing. Yeah, you know, I, hey, let me ask you a question. What was the most impressive drive to you uh, last week with the Niners uh, against the Saints? Shit. Um, I mean, I get, let me, I'll tell you mine. It was a, we didn't score on it. It was the very last drive of the game, uh, to put it out. We get the ball with six minutes left and we need a bunch of first downs. We need to run the ball and we need to run it convincingly. Right. And we need to not get any big first downs on first or second. We need to use all three downs, use the 30 seconds each time and run the ball off the clock. We need two first downs that way. And we could put the game away and they did it. They absolutely did it. And so uh, I think I think that drive, it was kind of telling, if I'm being honest with you. Um, the Niners had a switch that they were able to flip, and they just didn't do it until when they absolutely had to. Um, I'm wondering if, you know, we talked about the travel, the altitude, you know, the cold, the more altitude. Uh, you know, the rain that happened in the beginning of the game in Mexico. Then you come all the way back home, short week, days off with the workout and all that stuff, and then boom, you're back out there on the field. And I said, you know, this offense is probably going to be a little stagnant. Um, The defense definitely came to play. That goes without saying, right? Uh, But the offense is going to be a little bit stagnant. I'm wondering if the offense has their second win now. All right? Like, we were were a little overworked. Not only did we go out there – and have a really good game against uh, the Cardinals in, in Mexico. Uh, we came back home and all that stuff. And now, you know, we weren't quite 100%. Now, obviously, no one's going to, I'm not talking about health, but I'm talking about just the ability to adjust and get back out there. Late game, I mean, late game, uh, late start to the week in practice. I think this team now is all of a sudden better equipped uh, to go out there and play a game where if they had to get into a shootout, it could happen this week. I don't think it could have happened last week. Yeah, last week was a, I mean, that that was a bad scenario last week. Um, yeah, they got into their rhythm, but it's a, that's a common thing with this defense this year for some reason. But listen, it is what it is. I'll take it. I'll take that performance. They haven't given up a point in what two, one full game in what three second halves or two second halves. No, four second halves. So four second halves and then one full game. Oh, I okay. If you're not counting the full game, then yeah, three second halves and then the full game. Yeah. Yeah. Which was that's absurd. That is just absurd. Right. So I think they needed this. They needed that that they had to get that week out of them because of the travel, the the you know they I heard I read somewhere they didn't come back to San Francisco until Tuesday. Right. That's what I was saying. They got back late. Practice was pushed down a day. And the team, I, I kept saying this before the game, and people thought I was crazy. The team practiced the day before the game. You don't Full hear speed. that. Full yeah. speed. You don't hear that happening a lot. I, I don't know what they were thinking. I think that's the last time they do that, too, by the way. But, like, I just felt like that offense wasn't going to be, like, you know, ready to go out there and just tear it up, honestly. I, I just felt like that wasn't going to be the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously that's what they showed. Um, But – I'm, I'm expecting a different performance. I'm expecting more, um, you know, what, what we've seen. Like, they're, they're starting to catch that groove. But, you know, we don't have Mitchell now, so who's the next guy to step up and take that role? Uh, is it Mason, TDP? I think McCaffrey's still going to have the heavy uh, load as the receiver and potentially a decoy. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, look, man, I'm going to wrap this thing up here because I have a flight to catch in a couple of hours. So I got to finish packing. I got to get some sleep. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to add before we get going? Any uh, final thoughts to wrap up the show with? Uh, I'm trying to go to bed. I just got home. <laughs> no, there you go. All right. Well, guys, my final thoughts are going to be this. Make sure you have those notifications turned on because I will be back. Once I get to Mexico, I'm going to test the um, I'm going to test the uh, reception out there. I'm going to test the Wi-Fi. I'm bringing all my equipment with me to do shows. That's actually what I'm putting in my carry on bag. So, you know, good luck. You can do that. Yeah, I should be able to do that. Microphones and shit. Um, 
So, you know, I'll uh, I'll see. I'll see what I can do when I get out there. I'm looking forward to this weekend, uh, but I'm definitely going to be going live. If the reception and all that is bad, you guys let me know, and then I'll wrap it up. We'll find another way. I'll record some videos and then upload them later if I have to do so. Uh, but I will be going live once I get to Mexico and I get past the meet and greet and all that stuff and hanging out with friends and family. And then, uh, yeah, I have to got, show you guys the nice little room that we have and all the suite. So, uh, yeah, all that good stuff. All right. Um, I got nothing else. Tony, thank you so much for jumping in here faithful out there man you guys be good take care of each other i'll continue to be positive uplift each other guys find a faithful in need and and and, you know try to do a little something for people that you can all right uh and i am not bringing those red sweatpants to marcus it's not happening if we lose this week y'all can blame it on the pants i'm not bringing those red sweatpants we are undefeated when i wear them but i can't i'm not i can't justify it uh too much space in, in the suitcase and nah man nah i just can't do it so that's gonna do it guys I'll be hollering at y'all soon. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. One. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners.